0: I mean, at the end of the day, bro, it's really just action. So why don't we just go ahead and get right into it? All right. Yep, let's get it. All right. We live. Ladies and gentlemen, you see we're in a new location. It's different. It's big. We got the legendary Atlanta Zone. Went overseas to play little baby freestyle in front of everybody, man. Did go crazy, real deal. Holy field. Hey. We got Tabidi Stevens in the building. Tabidi, what's going go. on, Let's man? Hey, what's up, happening? Bro.
1: I like that intro. I hey, guess sir, sir, I got to start working on my I, own I, <laughs> I, I got to
0: give it to you, man. And I want to tell you, just like we do it every time, every week, welcome to the Just Action Podcast, where at the end of the day, it's Just Action. I am the one and only holiday season. You're here for a reason. You're kicking it with the gang. got my boy, Josh. What's up? Dre. It's a pleasure to have you here, man. I'm excited. I mean, we've been together for, you know, a little bit for today, but to actually get this on camera, real deal, man. Appreciate you.
1: Um, You know, I'm honored to be here. You know, I met y'all, what, in August? um, August 6th, to be exact. I remember the day, And we set this up immediately, and um, I just liked y'all energy. I like what y'all were talking about. Y'all asked some, you know, riveting questions at the time, and I think that y'all camera was messed up or something, so I ended up actually recording it for you.
0: You know, I think that was supposed to happen. You know, yeah. normally that yeah. stuff
1: comes off and
0: it's like, hey, get your stuff together. We'll get back with you. But like, I felt like that was real of like, a moment where it was supposed to happen.
1: No, nah, for sure. It, it, I think it happened that way for a reason, and then what? I think I end up connecting y'all with like Kayla or Jessica on my team or yeah. somebody. Got with man. Kayla. Shout out to Kayla. Yeah, shout, out, shout Kayla. out to Rich- Kayla. Richmond native, Richmond's yeah. own. Eight oh four. grad. Okay. Yeah. She actually just got her another degree, so she got multiple degrees. So I don't know how long. Hey, big ups. I'm trying to keep her with me, but I don't know how long she's gonna stay around. Yeah. But shout out to Kayla, man, for making this happen. But um, yeah, we met at the Best Fest, and I really just like the energy that y'all had going on, and um, I think. Yeah, I asked if i would do a podcast interview and I was like, Okay, sure. I'm thinking it's gonna be a Zoom. So yeah. I was expecting it to be in like a week or so. And Kayla was like, nah, like they want you to come. I was like, Oh, where they at? And she was like, Richmond. I was like, All right, cool, bet I love DC. Yeah. <laughs> we get that D M V title, man. Yeah. It's too
0: close. It's, it's too
1: close. It looked close. out this time though. It actually it helped did. out. He said yeah.
0: DC, we yeah. can make that happen. And he exactly. made it work. You know and he made Two work. hours away, but that's all love, man. And I wanna get straight into it. I mean, Investfest was big and I think we'll probably heart back on because that, that's where this all originated, but Starting with you, uh, you know, doing steps with Stevens and the the message that you have back where it's like you're serving. You know, there's a profit that comes with it, of course, but that attitude of gratitude where you're giving back, and even with the Fox 5 uh, News channel, you you say you guys were giving back 20% because the average was 10, right? So what kind of
1: led you into that that
0: space where you wanted to serve?
1: Um, Well, I think it just comes from growing up in Atlanta, right? So I grew up in an environment where, you know, I'm not gonna say I was the richest kid, but I wasn't poor. Right. Um, we definitely struggled. But then I saw a lot of my peers that had it way worse than I did. And um you know, as a kid, your moral compass is, is always like right on right in you know the right direction. So yeah. I always just wanted to like help that and in the movies I always saw people giving back and helping. And I just always wanted to be the type of person who could help. Like I always try to look out for the person, you know, who had less than me. Or who didn't have as much that I, you know, as I had. I was always that person taking up for them. So I kind of just saw people struggling, man, and wanted to help. And I wanted to be of assistance. And then I saw—I was really inspired by uh, Tom's Shoes at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw how Tom was giving back, and I was like, man, he's in college, so he's not that much older than me. I think I can go ahead and do it. So I think um, just growing up and seeing people struggle, and I, you know, I didn't—I saw people succeed. I really just didn't think that was like cool. All right, you know what I'm saying? So. I mean, I guess it just came from wanting to help people and not being able to.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's big. And I think uh, you know, talking throughout the day with you, getting to know you a little bit deeper, we have the same kind of compass and uh being the plug and yeah. you know, for the, the culture term. But like, yo, yeah. if I could put you on, like, that's where we get the gratification from. So and and what you're doing now, I mean, you know, we talked about what you did previously. Actually, before we even get to that, can you touch on the story that you told us at InvestFest with how um, Step by Stevens kind of dissipated in that story, yeah. kind of that failure.
1: Definitely. So, um, like I said, I'm born and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, the The day before I graduated high school, I started a shoe company. Um, I wanted to manufacture and produce my own canvas and leather shoes, um, sizes 5 to 14. Uh, so, basically everything that Nike did, and, and I was 17 years old. Um, so, Did that throughout college, ended up partnering with um, my best friend, Malcolm Connor. Hmm. Uh, Me and Malcolm did a lot of the the business. And then our other friend, Broderick Harvey, came in and helped on the creative side. So it was kind of like a three-headed duo. Uh, Grew the brand. Um, We did extremely well uh, throughout college. Um, Black Enterprise, like you said, Fox 5. Um, We're getting a lot of notoriety, made a lot of, you know, top 30 lists, top business lists. Um, and we were really just killing it, you know, our school was promoting us, sending us to all these business functions and, you know, events saying, you know, this company was started in Morehouse College, even though that wasn't the case, Morehouse definitely helped towards my matriculation, but, you know, we had started way before, but we were just kind of leveraging that, leveraging those opportunities, and we did really well. Um, and at the time, it was just really hard just managing college, social life, being normal, um and a business that was making, you know, six figures at the time in college. Right. Um, and I don't know if you all remember, about 2012, China had like a, a market dip. And at the time, um, my partners and I, we had all of our money because we didn't have any credit. We didn't have any lines of credit. We were doing everything out of straight out of pocket, you know. $25,000 bet. We are wiring $25,000. Like we're like not, at the time, not even thinking that we can get scammed. We're just literally wiring to a bank account not knowing that we wouldn't get it back just hoping to hear back from people, right? Right. Um, just doing all types of bad business, but we were 18 and 19, so we didn't know any better. Um, so we had all of our money over in China, and uh, I got an email from my manufacturers one day and said, hey, I'm sorry to inform you that like, our, our company's going under. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, yeah, we don't have enough money to keep operating more than another week. And I was like, wow, that's crazy because I just sent you guys a wire two weeks ago yeah. for you know, however many tons of textile. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Like, we we didn't not, you know, use your money. We bought you the textile, but we just don't have the money to produce the product. So I was like, well, what is the solution? She was like, we can send you the textile. Dog, I'm a junior in college, right? I don't have, one, any more money to get these products back. And I don't know if y'all ever shipped anything, but, like, shipping and lading is real. Like, the yeah. price of goods coming overseas, two months, like, that stuff is real. Like, covid is real supply chain is real like yeah. these both like it really matters and especially when you're a business like mine developing our own product and um we didn't have any means to figure out a way to, to one develop the shoe because even if i got the textile i couldn't develop the shoe but it was more so i didn't even know how to get the textile so i think even to this day i mean i'm pretty sure someone cat like threw it away or used it but we have like 10,000 tons of of textile or something over there. Yeah. Right? Um, So the business ended up, you know, going under, right? So at the the time, I'm trying to build this thing back up, and um, I'm going to go to Harvard, or I'm going to go to Yale, or I'm going to go to, you know, whatever the next opportunity is. And that's actually kind of how I got into the whole Steve Harvey opportunity. I was about to say, man,
0: you know how to segue your own stuff. I was yeah, about to yeah, get right, right, right into right. it. So like,
1: you know, <laughs> you have this
0: this pitfall and the question that we asked you at InvestFest was like you know, that biggest failure and the lesson that you learned from it. How'd you transition from that pitfall where it's like I mean, that's big to lose yeah. your whole everything went under to yeah. I mean, bounce back to getting with a prominent figure of Mr. Harvey and then you know, I really want to get into what you're doing on your own with the Stevens group and things of that nature. How did you find that I guess that wherewithal within to be like, you know what? I got to get back up,
1: bro. I mean, I'm pretty sure you hear this all the time, but honestly, I think it was just like, I don't want to say destiny or faith, but I didn't plan it. You know, I can't tell you how to go get a job with Kevin Hart or Dave Chappelle, or I can't tell you how to align these positions or your skill sets to be ready for this one particular opportunity that presents itself. Right. Um, but I think for me, um, I think it's just like a, a story of consistency. Mm-hmm. So um, the whole time that I had the shoe company, I'm still doing everything. I'm doing everything all the same. I'm doing my shoe company the whole time. I'm still doing my college life the whole time. I'm still doing my social life. I'm still giving back on, you know, my philanthropic efforts. And um, Mr. Harvey had a a. F- uh, he still has the Steve and Marjorie Harvey Foundation. And basically it's a foundation where they focus on, you know, at-risk youth, boys and girls. And um, they have this mentorship camp that's for fatherless boys during Father's Day weekend. And basically it's a four-day weekend where, you know, they'll introduce boys to figures and take them out of their environment and introduce them to figures that look like them and um, show them alternative means than what they're currently doing. And these are the worst of the worst. So, Broderick, uh, shout-out to Bihar. Um, Mr. Harvey's son, who actually introed me for the job or got offered the job. Well, I guess we'll get to that later. But anyway, me and Broderick <laughs> right. went to – he would go to the camp, and Broderick was being a counselor. And I was just hanging out, having fun. Like, think about it. We 20 years old. It's a camp with 300 kids, yeah. 17, 18. We hooping. We playing basketball. Yeah, it's blind. fun. It's, it's laid, laid back job. with that genre. We were riding 18-wheelers. I mean, uh, ATVs, um, dirt bikes, just having a blast. And then Broderick started working, so – like, it wasn't a fun trip where He ended up starting working. But if, say, all four of us go to camp and we're at your house and you start working, all of us not about to sit here and just play the game. Like, I'm gonna, oh, we got to do this. All right, let's go help you do it real quick yeah. so you can come back and kick it. And um, went back, to, went the first year for fun, ended up working like a day and a half, got asked to come back the second year. And of course, it was a no brainer for me because at these camps, Mr. Harvey are putting these boys around, CEO at the time of Under Armour, CEO of American Airlines, Home Depot, CFO, all these prominent figures. So for me, I'm thinking that this is an opportunity. It's like, man, I can meet. I get to, I have a company. I get to pick the brain of the president, a CEO of Under Armour. Boom, I'm going to go work. Yeah. And little did I know, like, in my attempt to kind of just, one, give back to the boys and just network with prominent people, not even just rich or famous people, just people, you know, insurance agents, just People, men who are being, who are doing things that I want to do, I didn't know that I was actually building a reputation for myself, but amongst all of these prominent people, it's the one of the hardest working, smartest people that they ever met, and it came to a point where Mr. Harvey actually reached out to me, um, or and was like, "Hey, uh, what are you, what are you doing? Are you going to school, or, you know, I'm about to go to Harvard get my degree." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like I've told this story a hundred times. <laughs> Um, you know, he asked me, what am I going to school to do? To become friends with JFK's grandson kid and network. Yeah. Why are you doing it? Because every four five hundred CEO at the time had went to school. Um, it's so like crazy how
2: you say that. So, like, chill. Yeah. Like, bro, like, like, you were going to Harvard. It yeah. was like, ah, that could have been an option. Yeah. Like, that's how, bro, you nah, that's wild.
1: I, yeah, I got into every Ivy League, for sure. Every that's amazing, Ivy? bro. Yeah. Um, Scholarships are like. Yeah, oh, four rides. four rides. Yeah, yeah man. Um, so, he offered me that. He's like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to go to school. He's like, how much is it? I'm like, it's free, duh. I just said I'm, I'm going to go. Oh, cool, so, right. <laughs> end up leaving, and I get outside the gates. And I'm like, yo, did this man just offer me, like, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? <clears throat> ah, Mr. Harvey, hey, Tabidi Stevens here. You know, you mind if I uh, come by tomorrow? And that's kind of really how it started. And um, originally, I just started, like, doing research and development, you know, doing small-time stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um... I think I was, at the time they had asked for me to do uh, research on franchises, you know, Mr. Harvey's executive leadership at the time. Yeah. And um, me being who I was, I was like, like, fran- a franchise. Like, bro, you're Steve Harvey. Like, why are we franchising? Like, you should be leveraging to do way bigger deals. So, mm-hmm. me being who I am, I went 10 steps beyond than just going for a franchise. So at the time, um, I found this piece of chain. It was similar to a Blaze, region, like regional, you know, custom, yeah. customized piece of. Got you. Was doing really well. Had some good executive leadership. End up negotiating a deal with them, in which it wasn't just a franchise deal. It was, you know, multiple regions leverage into the actual parent company for the reach and the expansions that he would bring to the company and write the right to first refusal to multiple regions. Mm. Um, so we basically walked the deal to the point where. I couldn't do anything else because I didn't have the authority or any legal power, and Mr. Harvey had to come to this meeting. Mr. Harvey comes to the meeting. Next day, Broderick and I go up to Chicago, um, and I later find out, like, later that evening, Mr. Harvey was like, we presented him the deal. He was so happy about it. He was like, man, Broderick like, I really need you to come work for me. Yeah, 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 this deal is so great. And Broderick's my best friend, by the way. He was like, yeah, Dad, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, that was to beat you. Like, I was just here representing you, like, going through it like yes I helped, but that was really to beat Yeah, and that's like the whole article that everyone went viral like Steve Harvey's son turned down an opportunity to
3: Afrotech yeah, yeah, you know Afrotec so yeah. when
1: that came out but that's really that's like actually how it really began and Broderick was like nah that was him who did it and then I later found out that of course now we've done way better deals but at the time structurally it was like one of the best deals that it came through the company and I was 22 and Broderick was 23 Dang. Yeah, and Damn after bro. that it was just like now it's on Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, he wanted me to be around, trusted more. And then I just started paying attention and taking advantage of, like, the opportunities. Like, you got to think, if you're working for the man, I'm going to see every opportunity that comes through the door, and I'm going to see everybody who's not taking advantage of it or who's letting it fall to the ground or who doesn't want to do something or they have a great idea or a hit show, and I'm like, why aren't we doing merch? Why aren't we doing this? And then I also get to hear and get to, you know, explain things that, you know, they might be missing or might not understand. So it's just like an opportunity to, like
0: shine. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I just want to touch on that real fast. Um, the biggest thing you, saw, you said to me was out there taking action, right? And again, that's the, the preface of this podcast, the Just Action podcast. But Just
1: action, just, only action. You know only action, yeah. right?
3: It's just why aren't we just doing the things that we talk about? We have a thousand different business ideas, you know, adding stuff to the podcast. It's like, yo, even outside, we were talking about it. Why don't we just do it? So this is a perfect testament to say to everybody out there as well, just do it. Don't wait. I'm not trying to be like Nike, but just do the damn thing, man. Just make it happen yeah. because this is a testament right here. He's our age group. Like, ain't nothing out here waiting for us. We got to go get it. So just attack yeah. that, man.
1: And I try to tell people, too, that, like, I'm the most – I'm normal, dog. Like, I'm not famous. Yeah. I'm not Elon Musk. Like, I know some people. I've, you know, I, I think I'm pretty smart, but I'm normal. Like, I went to Atlanta Public Schools. I played – we all talked about earlier playing sports yeah. and, like, I got relatable moments. I was not, a, not the starter. Like, I was not the star. You know, I was class clown. Like, I'm the normal cat. I rode the martyr bus, whatever y'all public transportation is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was cleaning my shoes and shoelaces too, dog. Like, you know, you was outside. it's normal, bro. Yeah. yeah, it's just normal. So, you know, I think I like to tell people, like, at the end of the day, like, it's hope and all this, like. Even all of us today, like I know y'all thinking, like man, we just getting started, this small. Like I'm coming in here, I'm telling y'all, like, I have businesses that I'm starting. Like y'all, are, this is this is good, this is big. This setup right here, this like this podcast making millions of dollars. who don't have half of this. Yeah. So it's like y'all putting the time and the effort. Like this this is big, bro. Like we Appreciate this gonna be you, yeah this gonna be big. <laughs> That's love. I'm, I already know I, we are gonna send some people here. Like, yeah. Oh man. yeah. No, we we'll got stuff in the it. works already. And it's but gonna be it's gonna y'all be. Y'all taking action now. I just need y'all to go ahead and start that Patreon. Oh, yeah. And on, I need y'all man. to go ahead and get the merch, you know? Stay goofy. Stay goofy, man. let see it.
0: Yeah. The hoodies have come in. I know you cold out yeah. there, that even though global it. warming. Yes. Yeah. And while we're doing all this, hey, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Share it, please. I think we're about, yeah. where we at now?
2: We moving. 123. We're at
0: like 123. Yeah. And for the 123, you real as, it, as can be. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a rapper, but I try. <laughs> and if you're not with the 123, I'm trying to tell you right
1: now, it's as real as it gets.
0: Yeah. subscribe and don't, and
1: don't miss out man y'all missing out not being part of that 123 man go ahead and make it 125 if you want to survive Come man. On. Hey,
0: hey i
3: like <laughs> it
1: man i like it well i mean going back to the opportunity and
0: i think it's big capitalizing on that but also in between with the opportunity having the right people to do the opportunity with yeah. you know what i'm saying i think you guys have a group of three when you started you broderick and malcolm but then it's like a, a younger rendition where we have three people really wow. trying to make something work make some shape. what's like a big I guess life lesson I mean we you know we, we picking your brain getting life lessons yeah, with everything cool. but like I it. as the same concept of three people that's trying to make it happen and we just taking action on whatever it is what was that life lesson that you learned going through it with people cause you we could all do it alone yeah. but it wouldn't get as it's far hard, as it's hard the mastermind as to do it teaming about
1: up yeah. and moving forward that way so honestly man and um I wish I knew this earlier, and I'll honestly say I probably just learned it a few years back because, like, I'm 30 now, but we started this business. We were 19 and 18 and yeah. 17, you know? Um, so, you know, the first thing I would say is, like, you got to really remove ego if y'all really want to really be able to work, right? Because there are going to be a lot of times, you know, y'all might get mad that he's asking all the questions today, but it might be some a day where y'all asking all of them the next day, or it might be something where you know, you make a connection with the biggest person in the, y'all business, you know, that matters to your business financially, and they only want to deal with you. Yeah. And, you know, they want to talk to all of y'all. And it's like, you know, you, you got the, the streets online. And these are all hypotheticals, but it's like everyone has a role to play. And, like, at the time, I think we were all so focused on just, like, getting money, getting credit, getting, fa- like, doing the stuff that even myself personally, I can't even say for them. I say oftentimes there was probably situations where, you know, I could have been more of a of a team player. Not necessarily, like, I never did no one dirty or looked out, but it would be times where it's like, oh, man, like, I, I got an opportunity to go meet with the head of so-and-so, so-and-so. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it for the team, which is it's technically I'm doing the right thing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to go take this meeting, and everyone's supposed to be fine with it because it's for the betterment of the team. However, I still could have done that and just called and be like, hey, yo, I'm about to go meet with this dude right now. Can you make it? Yeah. And even if he says he can't Or even if I know he can't It's just like the level of inclusion Because at the end of the day If everybody's not working like an owner It's not going to work You know what I'm saying yeah. So the like Y'all an engine bro Like a car is an engine It don't matter who's the outside It don't matter If one little pinwheel Something's not right It's not going to work right And it's going to sound raggedy Yeah So like Roles matter uh, At the end of the day You know Equity don't matter Unless you paying Like y'all selling the shit is really rev share and, like, opportunity and, you know, just if y'all all put in the same amount of work, but y'all going to be good. Like, and don't, no one owes each other anything. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. And then remember, business and, and and friendship are two different things. However, when you're doing business with your friends, it's 99% chance it's going to get personal. Yeah. It doesn't matter they'll say you can say you're doing something that's better for the business and they'll be like but you know i got a kid you know what i'm going through you don't care about my friendship what about that right so it's really hard and like even me and some of my closest friends like when the business fizzled out like we've had you know rifts, right and not nothing nothing intentional but it's just not the same you know so just be prepared for that but first thing i say just take out the ego man and then everybody's got to work the same like all y'all got to work the same like if all y'all going to the gym at five o'clock doing a hundred free throws, y'all free throw percentage of the team gonna be good. One person can't do all the free throw shooting because y'all still gonna be shitty. Yep. Yeah, like you know, I use sports analogies a lot. Nah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? With it, with it. <laughs> nah, that we works. know you take it serious from yeah, the fantasy man. football, dog. But, yeah, man. Yeah. Fantasy football. Ah, man. Hey, I'm to comment, comment on this episode, yo, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jimmy G. For Jimmy me this,
3: G. Man, it's a big weekend.
1: Big week for Jimmy G. Let's go. I love so it, man. Got forty I do want to say 40.
3: something to what he said because that's a conversation that we've had really early on in our journey, right? We've had long conversations to where Josh may seriously disagree with some, and for most podcasts, it that just may be it, right? So it's like we have that no ego system going on as to where these two do a lot of the editing, but I shoot the messages when I can. It's like, yo, I'm locked in on this. I can't do this. I can't do that. So the communication's there.
2: That's what's important. Yeah, and it's not like you're not doing it just because you don't feel like. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. you got shit going on. So I mean, it's, I feel like yeah, as long as you're communicating, that's that's like number one because that, communication. As long as you're, that's in every relationship, business, For sure. you know, love, whatever it may be. Yeah, like that's, and we've done a good job at that. Honestly, it's funny because speaking on that, we had like we we had, we wanted you to come here in October. And we were like, well, are we ready? You know what oh, I mean? Oh, wow, yeah. We were like, put, they had just that gotten back from combo. the best yeah. fest. Yeah, they just gotten certain. And like, the mindset was like, do it now, do it now. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't go, so I didn't have that energy. Yeah. And I was like, we need to get a couple episodes, like, make sure that we know how to like, talk on the mics together and stuff. And it ended up all working out. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because like, my mindset was so, I guess, I guess, narrow at the time. And I started seeing the vision, and I was like, oh, yeah, y'all are right. And they didn't, they didn't turn on me or nothing like that. They were just like, all right, cool. If you don't see the vision, that's fine. We're going to do it. And just show you more or less, yeah. so for me, I was like, all right, yeah, like that I felt like that was tough, yeah. yeah,
1: but y'all both right, I mean, at the sense, because the truth of the matter is like y'all need an audience like no, no one really wants to be the first episode on anyone's podcast yeah. unless you're already established, right yeah. Yeah. in in the field, so that gives you some leeway, it gives you all room to practice and get to know each other cadence yeah. and, so you' all right, yeah, what you said, but you they so they're also right' it's like, hey, man, we don't know when this opportunity gonna come back and I feel like I canceled once or something I don't know if y'all canceled something Something we we
0: did cause I had to get to
1: a wedding there you go see but a canceled already happened so who knows like they were like hey man we might cancel on this dude twice he might be like man fuck this podcast I (laughs) I canceled (laughs) once and we had to do
0: (laughs) it I had messaged Cal Kay, Kayla, I'm so sorry. Nah. We, and we need one more if we yeah, can do this one man. more time, man. Was I remember like, I, was, cool. I was like, once bro, we got to figure cool, that out. Said, yeah. yeah, no, we
1: going to nah, make this nah, shit for everything and, and, and the thing is, man, like, people don't understand how important relationships are, right? Or just, like, being kind to people. Like, mm-hmm. one of my biggest things for anyone I hire is just, like, how you deal with people. If you want to work with me, it's how you deal with people. Because, like, you know, at the end of the day, for example, Kayla, once someone on my team, they with me. Like, if I bring you in, like, I'm with you. Like, what we doing today? Who want to fight? Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm man. saying? Like for real. So she's on my team, so it's also vice versa. If She's like, "Oh, they're." She, first thing she said was like, "They're super nice guys." She's like, "They're gonna pick you up from the airport." I said, "Pick me up from the airport, boy." You got, <laughs> on, you
2: got I'm the show. Good. For I'm, yes, good. I'm good. Yeah, minivan. Yes, and she's
1: like, "No, they're super nice." Seriously, I was like, "All right, cool." And it's like, like because you were kind to of her, like she that her vouch. You know what I'm saying? Her stamp. She could have told me it was a year from now. I'd have been like, "All right, cool," because. Like I already thought y'all cool, but she gave it a secondary stamp, bro. Yeah. So like Just how you treat people, that just goes to show you. Like you never know what that goes for. But Facts. both of y'all was right. You know
2: what yeah. yeah it, so ended it ended up working out. out. It ended up working it out perfectly. Like yeah. it, everything did. So yeah, it was cool though. And Shout out like to, to y'all universe, <laughs> on
1: the universe, on the new that new content episode. What's that? What's oh, that gonna yeah, be called? Yeah. What's the new nah, content that's, called?
0: That's the day in the life, jump. The day yeah. in the life. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, so, find, we'll
1: find a smooth word for. Um. So catch me first. Which camera? Catch me first, man. I'm. I'm be on a. Catch is. me yeah. first. <laughs> 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 Took a minute. Catch me first, man. I'll be the first guest on uh, Day in the Life. Um, there we go. Is it, is it on the...
0: It's going to be on the Patreon. There's on no the Patreon. Speaking so it to on existence. the network. First episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, so
1: you know that... By the way, this isn't a podcast. This is a media networking company. On. So ADJ I'm going to be... ADJ Productions. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That's love. Say that one more time. Yeah. ADJ produ- Productions. ADJ Productions, man. The network.
3: The network, yeah. man. Just the, the beginning, right? Yeah, really? Just the beginning, man.
0: I want to... Uh, Finish, like, this segment of personal growth with, like, the last one, then we can get into the money side, and I'll let y'all take over because y'all was having that talk, oh, and was I was quiet because, like, I needed the game. I was just soaking it up, <laughs> so I'm going to let y'all take that over. But in that personal in that personal development side, I know you say you're reading about five financial analysts, and you're getting into that, and we'll lead into that going into that. But personally, like, we were talking about audio books that you're reading now. What's that What's that list look like that you're kind of, you know, reading? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that? we got it. We got it yeah. ready. Um. I'm going to need y'all to pay me so, soon. Yeah, come on now. Um, so, like, right now I'm reading the 12-week year. Uh, my homeboy, uh, Jalil Coleman from North North 13 to create. Shout out to them. They do all the back-end photography for, like, Earn Your Leisure and the Best Fest. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. He's actually someone y'all should probably have on here. He's probably, he's our right. age, a little younger than me. Right. Can
3: you make it yeah. happen?
1: Oh, Done. Done. Hey, does the sun rise in the morning? Say, done. No hey. um, we'll get him here. So he recommended that book to me, and it's basically just talking about, you know, how to condense things, you know, into shorter time frames, basically 12-week periods. It's based off, like, you know, statistics show that Q4 is people's most profitable quarter in most businesses. Why is that? It's because it's close to the end of the year. People are trying to meet benchmarks, and it's people typically try harder. So it's talking about, like, condensing Instead of one Q4, four, have four Q4s a year. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I
2: like that. That's, that's uh,
1: Zero to one, Peter Thiel. You know, Peter Thiel. Everybody fucking knows Peter Thiel. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's based off his uh, I want to say a speech at Stanford, and it just talks about like the mindsets and the ethos of most of uh, you know, successful tech founders and principles of starting and scaling, you know, successful businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, chop wood, carry water. I love that. That's probably I would say um, it's super short. Listen or a super short read, I'll say it's probably one of the um, books that really, uh, just helped me change my mindset, man. It just talks about the process. Yeah. It talks about the process, and there's no it's no skipping in the process. But it's about, like, it takes metaphors about becoming a master, like, sensei, and how mm-hmm. that it takes 10 years and how you can't, you know, just skip anything in that 10 years to, to be a master. Right. And every part of things that, you know, from chopping wood to carrying water all goes towards your matriculation. Even though you might not see it. Um, those are the main three, or the last three that I, I read right now. And okay. uh, you know, I read them Steve Harvey books on, too. Um, all of them. Hey, plug <laughs>
0: like it then. Yeah, all of them. It don't <laughs> yeah. matter which one it is. It got Mr. Harvey on it? Yeah, if it got Steve it? Harvey
1: on it, buy it. Yeah, come
0: on now. Well, I, I love that side. And I now, hey, I, I, this is the range for y'all. I might pop in with a question yeah. or two to figure it out. But you guys had some deep combos that just about investing where money should go, how you should look at that stock. You know what? I'm just going to let y'all do it. Take it away. Please. I got a
2: question. Go ahead, me. Jay. So you started the, the shoe business, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't fail. It was like outside, but it, it yeah, ended up failing it for you. Yeah, yeah, it ended up failing it for didn't, you. It didn't win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my question really is how did you how did you grow, like, for lack of a better term, grow the balls really, to just take the risk on yourself the second time? Because, I mean, you got Harvard. And every single thing in our society says, go to Harvard, right? And you'd already bet on yourself. You'd already put all your money into something. It didn't necessarily work out for you. And then to double down on it, how, did you, how do you feel like you had, like, the mentality to do that?
1: Man, I think it's just, like, where I come from, bro. Like, I'm, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, seriously. And it's like, do you ever have that feeling that, like, it's more for you out there? Like, right, I feel sure. like I've always had that feeling. So even where... When I was a kid, I'd go to like, my mom's friend's parent house, and I'd be like, mm, I don't want my house like this. I don't want to be able to get to my place this easy. I don't want to be this close to a subdivision or a train, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it started there and just wanted more, and I've always wanted more. Um, and I think it's just, you know, I've always followed people. You know, I was always inspired by, like, the Rockefellers, the Carnegie's, um, as I got older, like the Puffs of the world, mm-hmm. um, the Herman Russells, um, and it, when I started like reading the stories, I, I realized it's risk. Like you know, you don't get anywhere without risk. So I like I you say it took balls to start the company. I say it, I, it took like it would have took balls not to just for yeah. what I wanted out of my life. Like how, how can I want more if I'm not doing more, or trying to get more. So even from a young age, it was like I'm always, and it's just I've always been an entrepreneur, dog. I sold candy in school, I sold hot chips, I sold yeah. juices, I sold T-shirts, screen printing through events, you know what I'm saying? So I think that part was always in me, and it was like, you know, when we were growing up, everybody wanted to be a millionaire before 21. Yep. Like I, I don't know, I don't know what movie, I don't know where they came <laughs> yeah. from, but everybody was like, bro, I need a million dollars before 21, and. You know, I think, I don't know if it was social network. I don't know if it was because, you know, just growing up in that tech age. But for me, it's just like, it was a no brainer. Like the first time. And then the second time it was more so, I don't think it took balls at all. I think it's just common sense. And maybe common sense is not that common. Not at all. But it's it was go to Ivy League school, come out. The real conversation, bro, was this. He said, boom, what you about to do? I'm going to go to school. How much does school cost? I said it's free. He said, how much would it cost if it wasn't free? I don't know. $150,000, 200000 I don't know. I wasn't looking. It was free. Yeah. He was like, all right, cool. What are you going to school to do? Meet JFK and so-and-so's grandson. Okay, cool. Let me ask you this. How much money are you going to come out and making? And the median income was like 147000 after two years. Cool. And I qualified for an executive MBA program because I had a business that had generated over 100000 So that's, I think, eight months to a year. So I would have really sped through it, right? Yeah so for me and y'all tell me what y'all would do because this is the question I'm going to ask y'all All right. so if you can make the same money get a better network without wasting two years of your life would you do it? 100%. No brainer. Yes, yeah. Well let me Easy. tell you what my dumb ass said. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I no. know I, well, the answer was supposed to be yes and I said the opposite I was like nah I'm good and that's what I walked out and I had to call him. Yeah. That was a real question but by the time I had got to my car like I had ran that thing back like 15 times and I was like y'all I am tripping like this is the once school gonna always be there right and then like I don't know if I noticed some schools after think offer you a scholarship like you're in their system you, you might get a scholarship offer the next two three years without even applying yeah so I knew I had the opportunity to always go to college but the opportunity to actually work for like Steve Harvey's a blue chip brand oh yeah so imagine the opportunity to do exactly what I would have been doing for myself for a blue chip brand and what opportunities is that going to bring me? All I have to do is be honest and humble and, you know, transparent with him. And then it's my best friend's father, too. Like, I, first of all, I never, never thought about working for this dude. Like, what type of cat wants to work for their... Friends, friends yeah, yeah. Friends, yeah. yeah. I it's never... That's not why I'm cool with you, bro. Like, I'm cool with you because we both went to the gym together and you broke your hand when someone tried to punch me on the side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you my man. Yeah, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Y'all locked in. Yeah. So, but it helps because it's, like, now it's another level of trust, right? It's my best friend's father. Like, I'm never going to, like, I love you like I love my best friend. Like, I ain't going to let no one do you wrong. Right. Like, yeah. probably to my own detriment at times, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was it. It was, like, it wasn't balls, bro. It was a, what y'all saying? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It was easy at that point. Right.
3: Yeah. So, touching on that, right, um, The the path you took from going to school, Taking that phone call, going back to work for Mister Harvey, and then how did how did that transfer to you? You know, making some investment d- uh, decisions for him.
1: Mm, Talk about great that. question. Yeah. So at work at the time, like, see, that's when he had the hardest working man in Hollywood line. Like, you know, he's been deemed that for like you know five seven years. Yeah. Um. So when I first I worked for Steve Harvey, the first sixty one days we worked straight. It wasn't any off days. It would be three radio every morning. Three days, Chicago, film the talk show, come three days in Atlanta, wake up Tuesday morning, fly to Chicago, mm. have a day off or whatever, do it again. But it's the day off in the city you don't live in. We did it 61 days, fly to L.A., fly to Mississippi, fly to wherever you're going in the world. And at the time, Mr. Harvey would be like, I'm flying with him on this, on this jet, right? So he'd be like, what are we, what are you, like, what are you doing? So at every airport, every FBO, they give you free newspapers. So, and they, well, they give you free everything because yeah, it's a $40,000 flight, right? But they give you free newspaper. So, he'll be like, man, why are you so excited? I was like, dog, like, I got the Financial Times, Bloomberg, New York Post, I mean, New York Times, Washington Post, all right now. So, I'm grabbing all of them, and I, I you know, I read business for my own, like, benefit. Like, whenever I wake up early in the morning, I, whether it's, I love physical, but whether it's online, you know, I try to read. Five business periodicals, at least five, ten articles in each one. And it's just like how I get different opinions on stories. Different writers have different cadences, yep. different stories do different stuff. And I always try to do one international. It's like an Al Jazeera or something, BBC or something from London. Okay. Um, and he was like, What are you doing? I was like, I'm reading like the papers for like markets and stuff, you know, like So what do you mean? Like I'm I like I invest. He's like, You invest your own stocks? He was like, I was like, Yeah. He's like, why? I was like, because every rich person in the world has stocks. It yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. man, I lost a, sh- a shit ton of money during the uh, during the crash. Like, if I gave you some money, would you invest it for me? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? But, but I got to think, like, I don't think it's balls. Once again, I'm so young, I didn't have any fear. I'm too young to have any fear.
3: Yeah.
1: All right? Like That risk is low. It, it's not even, it's like, what's the worst that can happen? It's like, yeah. I ain't got nothing to lose, no way. Like, yeah, I already yeah. Yeah. lost a few hundred thousand on my own company, so what you want to do, right? Boy, let's mm-hmm. do it. And, um... I told him I said you know I'm gonna invest like a young person, tech, very high risk, high reward. Um, he was like, yeah, I don't care, man. It's like forty thousand dollars, so he gave me forty grand. Mm. And after yeah. the after the first, <laughs> yeah, I know right, damn I'm well it won not forty right. by that you face.
2: You know, I was forty. Yeah. No, I'm saying, I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, when yeah he got it back. Yeah. Hey, one forty when he got it back. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. So he gave me the forty. Um, and then my first buys, uh, my first buy was PayPal. Mm. At
2: what um, price point, if you? I, it,
1: I whatever like a week after the IPO. Okay. So what was Early. it, Like
2: fifteen. Yeah, it's probably yeah. Fifteen, 18s. Anywhere like. around there. 12. So ten I, to twenty. Yeah. yeah, yeah range right? Might have yeah,
1: been right. thirteen. So about that. A lot
2: higher than, it is, than um. There.
1: They had a crazy bump, and then in a the month I was like, "Look what I did." So he gave me some more money. Boom. Uh, we had just closed the deal with Match for delightful dot com. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, we're doing business with them. You should go in. Boom. You should negotiate." Discounted shares, and then we're going to match whatever you buy on a private market. Match was like at 13 57 or something. And that was at the beginning. And we've added and trimmed all these positions since then, of course. But yeah. got into that. And then um, Adobe and Square and Facebook it took me on out of there. <laughs> <I can. laughs> yeah. And yeah, once you say that. Yeah. yeah. And these are all, like, before pops. Yeah. That's Before crazy. they pops. And then got into, like, I had a shoe company, so did Alibaba. Yeah. I probably... Honestly, like we've invested and in hold and added and trim. Like we, we don't day trade. Yeah. So like even like I tell Ian all the time. Shout out to uh, Ian Dunlap. Big um, shout out to Ian. Shout out to Ian Yeah. The quick question. Red I'm gonna, just, Panda. I'm red gonna keep Panda. asking. Is there
3: any way we can get Ian up here too?
1: Like that's the um, guy guy. Like, yeah, he's the one. Yeah, he's the one out of the two. I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I I can ask him. For sure. For sure. I can ask him. He literally. Anyway. I'll ask okay. Him. Yeah. We'll get a <laughs> but, conversation um, going. Yeah. Like for probably. Probably forty to eighty super solid trades over the course of five, that's six it. years. He, so he but these are ad, these are adds. Like, not, like the, the trades is, is like we're not talking about like adding
2: shares or. Mm-hmm. You still running that? Like, are you still doing? Uh that so it yet?
1: got to a point where um I had too many uh the AEM of a little too much. You know what I'm saying? And um when yeah, out of fiduciary. How you know big did it get? No comment. You know, we're not fiduciary, man. No comment. No comment. What if we bleep it out? Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had that. I that. I, I tell you I, I, had off, for sure. I tell you I have to get off camera but I tell yeah, you for it, sure. it was uh, it, it was good enough to um, we transferred it over to so people can spend a little bit more time on it, and then also my roles and responsibilities in the company start growing, right? Because after I got that trust with the money, then I start getting to trust other places. There it is. And now it's you know now we're taking this money and That's opening crazy. up a family office. So now we got the Harvey Ventures family office. Yep. And then from there, now we're doing early stage Uber, Lyft, Bloom. Um, That's awesome so far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, um, I was so, hoping
2: you wouldn't know about SoFi so I could yeah. put you on. He was on, ready I was like, No, I had guy. that conversation. Yeah.
1: Hey, oh, man, appreciate it. I got some more. <laughs> hey, 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 let let it. me get Let me get a discount. Hey, I got you. If, as long as you hold them. Because hey, hey, the about
2: it, I was, I was saying, Look, if you get them shares, right? Every time you go, you check your portfolio, probably what, at least three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. So, every time you go in there and you see that line, you're gonna be like, That was from the, the people mm-hmm. over so here. You know what I'm saying? Just the actual podcast. I
1: love it. I love it, man. Let's set it up. Um, now I mean, yeah, we we we're in so far. Um, yeah but I say that to say it was just like a transition. Um, so and then my roles and responsibilities start picking up as far as just like strategy in the States and I was chief of staff at the time. So I'm working with all his other executives and all his other companies and like the things people don't know about Steve Hardy is like he has a shit ton of subsidiaries, bro. And then like in shells that people would never y'all would never find, y'all would never know and like I might if I'm fired after this. He's because he ain't want y'all to know, but it's, <laughs> yeah. he's really on, like, some Al like He's not. He doesn't want people to know what he's doing. He doesn't want people to know how he's moving.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. He wants to stay, you know, unknown. Like if it was up to him, once he gets, you know, a billion, he says he's he's out of here. No social media. No TV. No. And I believe him. Yeah. So. Um. But you know, I just learned from that. Not a Billy. So I didn't really have the time to really manage it for real anymore. Um, yeah. Still don't. But now, you know, I still help and vibe. I still got. I still got a, a good portion that I manage. Yeah, but not the whole thing. That's like, crazy
3: that you say that because I heard like most people with like that amount of money, they don't want anybody to know.
1: Yeah, like y'all think Forbes is real? Hey,
3: man. It's a Forbes on top of Forbes on top of Forbes. Yeah. You like see
0: people hit the lottery and they—,
3: they Hey man, Forbes saying, Forbes
1: name? is not in the Middle East, huh? Yeah, yeah. how the Forbes list real and is none of the families from the Middle East. Come on, man.
0: Hey yeah. speaking of the Middle East I'm telling you, you know how to segue it dog it tell us crazy. a little bit about melt bruh please I, I, and <laughs> yeah, I know, know it's, it's something that we know because we've been doing some research hey. on you and I got a little bit of you know insight on it, but for people that have no idea what melt is and they think we are just
1: talking about melting chocolate like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. what, um, what is it so when does the episode come out next week Next
2: week, next week.
1: okay so when this, be... when this episode comes out I bet yeah. so um so like I said Mr. Harvey has a uh, uh, large number of subsidiary companies and organizations. And so one of my roles in his organization is managing the international business. I do that with um, our CEO and general counsel, uh, Brandon Williams. So mm-hmm. Brandon's probably the plug, one Man. of those. Remember, I tell you, it's a lot of plugs it's, in the world that yeah. people might not never know who yeah. probably is like a real mover Ooh, and shaker. Behind yeah. the scenes, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to he, be like Brandon one. He one of them ones. Yeah, It's okay. it, Like a level we trying to it's we yeah, try and get. to. level. It's levels we all trying to get to. So I yeah. do a lot of my work with Brandon, man. Um, that's my guy, Morehouse grad, uh, Southwest southwestern cab, Atlanta dude himself. Um, and Mr. Harvey in, it was what, 2018. We were in Botswana at the Diamond Council. Uh, you know De Beers. I don't even know De Beers headquarters is in Botswana, mm-hmm. and most of the world's diamonds come from Botswana. And are exported out. So we were there speaking, and Mr. Harvey. Had a meeting with the president of Botswana, and he just got out. I was like, "Call Brandon." And I was like, "Okay, call Brandon." He's like, "Hey, Brandon." He's like, "Yes, sir." He's like, "I want to do TV. Uh, I want to do Family Feud in Africa." He's like, "Excuse me, sir. I want to do Family Feud in Africa." All right, and Brandon's like, "All right, and cool." And he hung up. And Brandon is like, calls me. He's like, "Hey, like, what's going on? Like, just Mr. Hart really said. That's like, bro, he's dead serious." And he was like, "You know, my boss is one of those people. He doesn't tell you like, hey." This is how you do it. He doesn't care. He don't take no for an answer. This is a guy who lived in his car for some years. Like, yeah. He doesn't take no for an answer. Now, how do you, like? How do we need to do something? That's if I if you are who you like. I think you are. Mm-hmm. You are gonna figure it out. Yeah. It so does. Brandon, yeah. I commend Brandon to this day. Like uh, negotiating our deals with Free the people in London who own it, yeah. and our partners. He like negotiated the contractual parts. I was a part of, part of it. But, you know, he really handled it. Yeah. But um, end up securing the rights for Family Feud Africa. So yeah. we started this company, Melt. And um, originally, Melt Africa was to bridge the gap between like African-Americans and Africans and doing business that way, you know, bring entertainment and kind of just help the continent as a whole. Okay. Uh, End up doing Family Feud Africa. Um, uh, Brandon's an EP on the show. I'm an EP. Mr. Harvey's an EP on that show. End up being the number one show in South Africa and Ghana for two years in a row. There it is. Um, if it wasn't for COVID, we'd probably still be doing it, but Melt kind of formed that way. And melt africa the thought was you know we get into the continent by doing tv right yeah um but once you get into the continent, people start seeing you there to actually do business now all the business people and people start coming so i'm happy to say that melts way just beyond tv entertainment we have opportunities and businesses and things from infrastructure um to oil and gas to um last mile delivery Mm. um looking for agriculture um You know, imports and exports, of course. That's where everyone really wants to be, in that continent. So that's looking for the goal, But Melt Africa is doing business in um, South Africa, Botswana, uh, Ghana. Um, We're having conversations in Nigeria, Egypt, and the Congo right now. So that's Melt Africa. And then um, it's kind of funny how my boss works. He doesn't believe in no. Uh, So one day he's like, man, I love what we're doing in Africa, but I also really love the Middle East. Matter of fact, let's do Melt Middle East. Boom, hung up the the phone. So now Brandon's like... All right, is he joking or what are we doing? So a few years back, about two years back, two and a half years back, um, Mr. Harvey said he wanted to set up a company in the Middle East to focus on uh, transactions between, you know, Eastern and Western world. So basically facilitating deals. So connecting, you know, the biggest brands and government and private organizations with the biggest brands, celebrities and people over in the, you know, in America and bridging that gap. Uh, So we set that up for him about two years ago. And since then, um, business has been thriving. Uh, so next week or this week when this comes out, I don't know yeah. what day it comes out, uh, we actually, one of our clients uh, is the F1 race in Abu yeah. Dhabi. And um, we work with the Abu Dhabi government Whoa. and officials out there. Dog, so uh, we're doing a, a celebrity golf tournament out in Abu Dhabi. Um, next yeah. week we got, we're doing a gala at the uh, the Louvre Museum out there. And then we're going to take all the cele- celebrities and people um, down to the F1. And then at the end of the day, our real goal is kind of just to help, you know, spread a positive propaganda and do business. Yeah. You know, like, they want p- good people over there doing business. It's the safest place in the world. So they want to be, like, a a, a place. It's probably the most diverse country in the world, too, by the, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they want people to come over to do business, man. Uh, and we've set up over there. and um... it's, Yeah, <laughs> it's, a yeah it's, it's doing really well, man. And we're taking a lot of people over there next week. And, and the hope is, you know, anybody we take over there. Um, is to get them set up and get them doing businesses right. So if, you know, we take more celebrities over there with us or business people or you know, whether it's real estate or trucking or drones or agriculture to help you, one, help their economy, but also help their businesses grow and scale. So, That's awesome. Yeah. So I love the Middle East. You do
2: everything, man. It's the money man. No, oh, it's man the money man right it's the so yeah, I, I had a
3: quick question regarding your experience over in you know South Africa um and the Middle East right, because a lot of our listeners shoot even us, we were talking about it, we don't have much experience there, so outside of business, could you pretty really, could you quickly touch on you know how that life is over there, and it's not like you said, it's not really that different in some areas than it is over here,
1: yeah, so um, to start on Africa man, um I, I recommend everyone goes there. Um, you know yeah. and then like if you're a person of color like someone who's black like I definitely recommend you go there like there's no reason you should go to Europe before you go to Africa like everything they have in Europe they have in Africa except for the fancy old ancient architecture because you know read y'all history book you'll know why um, <laughs> but as far as South Africa man um, I recommend it for everybody it's one of the first places you should go it's basically like going to New York people speak English there you can you can use US dollars. Your credit card's going to work. You can hop in a taxi, oh, but then one dollar is fifteen rand. Yeah. So, you know, some of the best restaurants in the world are Johannesburg. It's the financial capital of South Africa. Cape Town one of the most beautiful coasts in the world. Basically, think of Miami meets LA. Oh wow! Oh my yeah, Jesus, eating on the water. Um, some money. of the most beautiful people <laughs> in the world. No matter you know, some of the kind most kind people. Um food's amazing. And $1.15, and I mentioned that already. Yeah, so hey, uh, yeah, yeah $1.15. So once you get over there, it's gonna be amazing. Um, and then also it's not all dirt roads. It's like it's major cities, like some of my favorite restaurants, some of the best hotels I've ever stayed in in my life are there. You know, they have islands, they have beaches. You know, Zanzibar has beaches, um, Mauritius has beautiful beaches. Like, you must go to Africa. And then also think about this: the most people in the world are in Africa. So everyone's always concerned about being, like, a major star in America. Nigeria has 200 million people. America has 365 million people. One continent continent has almost as many people as all of America. So, like, people are always so focused. Like, imagine people if you can capture those markets. Imagine all those people over there that you're not capturing. It's a statistic that said, like, I don't know, 80% or 75% of uh, the population are 25 and use, like, watch TV and use all their stuff from a cell phone. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just think about all those eyeballs. Like, we're talking about eyeballs. Let's think about eyeballs, you know? And think about this. It's the only continent in the world that doesn't have to import goods. Everything is there. Everything is there. Everything is there. However, it's one of the only continents in the world that doesn't have transcontinental trading. A lot of the train tracks aren't connected. So there's so much opportunity and room. And you can go buy a house over there for everyone over there has maids. Everyone over there has help and work because that's normal. Yeah. So, like, you go over there and really get spoiled. That's Africa. And then the UAE and the Middle East, man, Dubai and Abu Dhabi, like, probably some of my favorite places in the world. Mm. Fun, turnt up. And y'all know me, like, I know this is a business, and this is my business me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my business voice. <laughs> but the truth is, like, you're going to go have a blast. Like, don't bring any drugs over there. But mm. if y'all can't go a week without drugs, t- take y'all ass to rehab. <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? Like, get y'all some hookah, go to these restaurants, go to these beaches, and it's going to be the nicest stuff ever. I took my fiance. Uh, to Dubai last year for her birthday for the first time. She was walking in the mall. She'd have been in a lot of places all around the world. She walked out of the bathroom like it is so nice yeah. kid in the mall bathroom. I was like, yeah, but it's like I really just preach to anybody like just go get exposed. Like if it's not Dubai, if it's not South Africa, like go get exposed. You got to leave your home city. You're not going to grow staying where you are. Like you have to travel. You have to see the world because. You can Google what it's like to fly first class, or you can Google what it's like to swim in the clear water. Blue Ocean Water, Blue but until water, you yeah. do that shit, that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, are you hiring somebody who's read how to fly airplane, or are you hiring somebody who's flown the airplane? Mm. That experience, you can yeah, yeah. experience, yeah. bro, it's priceless, dog, and it's gonna change your mindset and the way you think and like the way that I probably the reason I probably think the way that I do is like I've seen so much, I see so many opportunities, and then I meet these people who are so amazing. And then like the craziest part of it all is when you meet the person who you thought was the greatest person ever in the world, and you meet them and you be like, man, either one, you're really not nothing, or two it's like, bro. Like you're so normal, you're me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So wow, that's strong. Really. But that's yeah. melt. That's what we're doing.
3: I love it. I love it.
1: Melt Middle East com, melt Africa. dot com. MeltAfrica dot z a dot c o. we'll put it in the description. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Description. We'll put it.
2: Yeah, we're gonna bro. make sure that's up there. <laughs> Does we'll somebody yeah. dub over like Family Feud and do it in different languages?
1: So how TV works, bro. So that's um. So the reason TV and like I tell I told y'all y'all should have a media company and not a podcast because media is power. Yeah. So Family Feud is a 30, 40-year-old entity. Mm-hmm. Um, and how they do TV shows, right? It's a format. Family is what Family Feud is what you call a format. If you create a format, especially a game show format, you're rich forever. Right? Yeah. Think about this. A format is just a way that you play the game for twenty two minutes. They create that format, no matter who the host is. If it, it does numbers on American TV, whatever your point is, does a point one, point two. All right, cool. Now not only are you selling that show, you are the creator, you're getting paid for the show, you're EPN, you're selling it to the network for it to run and you're getting paid for every season. All right, cool, that's America. Well, dang, now we want to either we can do one of two things, take the American show and sell that same show to all the English speaking countries, which is great, which is what we do to maximize our money and syndication yeah. for cheap. you know. But then if we really want to kill it. We're gonna make a Canadian version with their own host and we're gonna sell them that format. And oh, we're gonna go to yeah. NAPTE and Cannes France and sell it to Singapore and we're gonna sell it to whatever. So now Family Feud has licenses in in I think any country can license it. And now if I'm the owner, you're paying me a I don't know, million dollar licensing fee per year Damn. just per per year just okay. to okay. use the name of my show. You yeah. know, so I'm doing that plus selling my myself so. Family Feud is like a hundred and fifty-two million dollar, hundred million dollar a year entity.
2: I'm loving these numbers that you're saying right now. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. Loving these I was wondering how that worked because like America's Got Talent, and then yeah. you got like every they have like a thousand different versions mm-hmm. of it.
1: Yes, yeah, I'm a cow's pay
2: Yeah, for all that. What about yeah. shows that died off? Like,
3: um, what happened to, to my idol? No, um, how are in than fifth grader? Stuff like that. Uh, right, so what happens to it? Yeah, like when they die off or so. So the ne-
1: whoever owns it or created it still owns it, and then that's why shows reboot. Like a lot of times they're gonna take some years off and they're gonna reboot it. Once, like a wise man once told me, nothing in Hollywood is really new anymore. Like everything's really yeah. been made. Like how off Avatar something something like that is new, but everything's really being a duplicated, remade rom com, yeah. kind of like. How many Star Wars? How many Spider Man? Yeah, like Marvel they keep and making them. the same stuff, right? Yeah, right. So the thought is, if you own that, in four or five years, you are gonna try to rerun it again. Who's smarter than a fifth grader with a new host? And guess what? Whoever wants to do it, they got to buy the rights or license the right from that owner. So if you come with, a, you pay forever, you still own it because yeah. you lease it. Like it's licensed. So
3: It's low key like an NFT.
2: Yeah. That's hard. That, it's like if, am I missing it? No, nah, like, no, no, you can you can you can you could Because the owner
3: of NFTs
2: you're holding it. So every
3: transaction you get a piece of it.
2: They could do an NFT with a licensing agreement and then yeah, yes. Essentially you I mean, could run yeah, that on the you blockchain. Know my head. You, you could maneuver that to it. the yeah, blockchain yeah, okay. 100%. If you're just going to get there somewhere. Yeah, if you want hey, that's a good segue. That's a good segue. So do you mess with NFTs at all? Yeah, man. I mean, y'all y'all ain't do
1: y'all yeah man, uh, Solana monkey business man. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Nah, you know you my boy. You know I still believe. Uh, y'all, haven't, y'all haven't done y'all research, man. If y'all, if y'all didn't know this, so uh, Steve Harvey released the NFT 2021 January mm. on Ethereum. Uh, tested it out, did okay, sold some, but then in September uh, he really got big um, in the Solana ecosystem in the first Solana summer with Solana Monkey Business um, and convinced him to do some investments in NFTs. Um, him being an older investor, of course, he was cautious. Yep. But what you all... Dang, y'all really did Drop this in the episode. I want the B-roll on this part right drop here. Drop in the episode. Keep drop this ready. in the episode. Um, y'all should Google like Steve Harvey Solana Monkey Business. Like the day Steve Harvey bought what we should have done is load up on a shit ton of Solana but we didn't think we would move the market cap right. Steve Harvey bought some Solana monkeys and made it his profile picture on Twitter and it jumped the market like it took Solana to his all time high at the time of 215 Solana's all time high was 153 and him posting it the traction that it made on all the marketplaces people found his wallet saw that he really bought these monkeys it moved a market cap what seventy some, eighty some dollars. Crazy. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's just the price. So who knows what it really moved it. Right. Um. So yeah, y'all can go fact check that. The and everybody did stories on it. Um. That's wild. Yeah. So we've been big in NFTs. Uh, you know, FTX. Nah, I was know. just
3: about to say, yes, yeah. everything that's going on right now. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, we was at Crypto Bahamas. Like we've taken a lot of meetings mm-hmm. with them, and uh, you know. The thing about Steve Harvey, man, once again, like people cut this up. Like he's one of the most diversified investors that I think I've ever met that people will never know and he doesn't care to tell. Like he doesn't care to tell. He just wants the money. Yeah. But y'all look at his life, hello? I mean,
2: he's got so much money he can diversify like that. It's kinda like Shaq too. You know, he's in yeah. so many different things. Like, have you got that much money? And also, how many people are they running into? To have an idea, you know what I mean. How many people you think come up to a Steve Harvey or a Shaq like, I got this new business, man. You gotta, you know what even I mean? You, even you.
1: But, but that's the beauty of it, right? It was like, what was the opportunity cost of like taking the job with Steve Harvey versus going to Harvard, right? Yep. If I could, I'm have a chance to like be a part of some history. Like yeah. I'm, I'm working with someone who's going down the history, no matter sure. what. So my main job is to work hard as hell to stay apart and help him and contribute to that history, right? so many times he helps carry people up my main job is like how do I help you if I focus all my time the first five six seven years of my job even to this day it was only focused on how I helped him and then I didn't even realize I turned around and realized all the blessings that he was putting on my back or put it on me not realizing he's saying hey oh you want to work with me you got to talk to me or you got to do this and then I didn't know what my work ethic was building in you know what I'm saying in the community Right. So he gets approached every day. But you got to think, this is a guy, he's on TV, I think statistics said, like two, three hours every day, That's no insane. matter where you are in the world. Like, bro, I mean, or in America, he's on TV. Yeah. Right? But I say this all the time. He's been a content creator for 35 years since before it was cool, bro. Like, he has. Yeah. He, Shout out to UPN. He got, UPN yeah, bro. Days. He yeah. got, man, come on, right? Sure. Yeah. So he gets approached with so much stuff that it's like, what I learned from him is like after you, he spent He's Nike. But mm-hmm. he is Phil Knight, and he is the Nike check. He is the swoosh, so it's different, right? So mm-hmm. how I maneuver with him, I have to be extremely particular. What the conversation I got with y'all, I have to be extremely particular because at the end of the day, I'm representation yep. of his brand. So he gets approached with stuff all the time, but it's because he's such a blue-chip brand, and he has the market. We talk, talk to, I think, 400 million people weekly through all our platforms, mm-hmm. TV, digital. So radio. Any, yeah. He has his radio, number yeah. one radio show for for uh, 20 years. He's in 115 different markets, I think 10 million people that's a day. Crazy. Family Feuds, 45 million people a week. Syndications, Celebrity Family Feuds, the number one show. Mm. We just did Judge Steve Harvey. I see which is you yeah. that up. And yeah. It looked like it's something, yeah. man. So that's an yeah, Associate producer on that. Shout out yeah. to Brandon Williams, him and Mr. Harvey, the EPs on that. You know, I'm proud of my people. Um, but num- first ever primetime judge show. Uh, season 2 drops January.
2: It's like Judge Judge Brown or like... Judge, nah,
1: Judge Steve Harvey, Talk about it. This Judge but, Steve Harvey. <laughs> hey, man, clip,
2: clip. My line will be clip this up,
1: man. So listen, Judge Steve Harvey, people's court, he's handling business. He he do law, but he do it his way. No <laughs> so, nah, man, nah, 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 nah. Drop, drop the clip. And I'll get the clip That's cleared, tough. man. Put the clip in the episode. Yeah, I I bet. Bet. Drop that yeah, clip yeah, in the episode. Sure. So we got Judge Steve Harvey. Um, you know, he owns his... One, and that deal is so important because um, in the earlier parts of his career, he really didn't care too much about ownership. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really blessed to say that, like, I've been able to participate in the Steve Harvey era, era where it's been nothing but ownership. So I'm getting to see the importance of equity and closing deals. And Judge Steve Harvey is so major. EYO just posted this. this He's 50-50 with ABC. Like, it's unprecedented. said that in the he, best Yeah, I'm broke yeah. down. Like, we, we even, so every time they get paid, we're going to get paid, like, the messed up part about it, he didn't own the Steve Harvey first, the first Steve Harvey talk show. He didn't own the Steve Harvey show on UPN. He not, he don't own Family Feud. It's a 25-something-year-old entity, so the most you can do is get them to pay you a shit ton of money. Yeah. But with Judge Steve Harvey, he's the owner that I told you all Remember the format we just talked about? Exactly. He, he owns the format. There it is. He owns the idea. If they go do it in another language, he get yeah. paid. He gets yeah. advertised. He's a part of all that, and I was blessed to say to, like, I got to work with Brandon on that first hand front line, you know what I'm saying, so that experience, yeah, that experience is like position, you know what I'm saying, yeah. but because he does all that, yes, opportunities get presented to him out otherwise that's crazy. I did
3: want to touch on the fact that, you know, you spoke to Mr. Harvey and his ambition and, and his journey, right? I really want to ask you, what is, you know, not your end goal, because I'm not sure that anybody really has an end goal, right? But what is your big goal, right? What is Tabidi's, you know, next 10, 15-year plan like? Do you want, you know, 100% ownership of what you have going on? Like, what is your vision in that?
1: Um, That's a great question, man. So um, I just turned 30. I've been working for Mr. Harvey now seven years, eight years. Um... Right now, I'm, I'm I'm living in my in my peace. Like I'm always preparing and, and working towards things, but my main goal, like I told Mister Harvey, I want to make him a billion dollars. Mm. Um, so I'm gonna stick towards that, and we made some progress. Yes, sir. Nowhere close to the billion, but we made some progress. You know um, that I'm not I'm not ashamed of at all, um, and I just want to help him, And That's my best friend's father. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I'm helping him. I'm helping my, my best friend. I'm helping his family. Like, I'm I'm being real. I'm holding down. Yeah. I, I, it's also, it's like, I know I'm looking out for him. It's like, dang, I, I want to make sure whoever else is around is looking out for him like this, right? So it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely vested. So that's on the Steve Harvey firm. Just continue to help him grow these businesses internationally, nationally. Um, and of course, through that, right, it's like, I've, I've built a reputation for myself. I think four or five people have tried to hire me for Mr. Harvey right now. Mm-hmm. But I got this mentality, like, you know, you got to lead the dance with the same person who brought you. You know, cause lead the, you leave the dance To someone who ain't bring you They ain't gonna treat you the same Once once that dance over yeah. You might not have no ride home You ain't know He rode the bus to the dance He don't got the mm. car You know what I'm saying yeah, That's it, a bar He don't got the crib. It's a bar um, And then at the end of the day You know that loyalty And that stuff really pays off Right Because it's like He sees I'm loyal He sees I'm not taking these jobs He sees I'm really here for him Now he's gonna put me In an opportunity to win Right So if I make him a hundred million You don't think he gonna give me ten mm. You know what I'm saying And Yeah, now when I got that 10, I'm still building his stuff. But he told me verbatim, sometimes you got to help someone else build their dreams to finance yours.
3: Say that one more time.
1: Sometimes you got to help someone else build their dreams to finance yours. Damn. And, like, the best part about working for Steve Harvey is, yes, like, I get great money. I get amazing opportunities and a network of connections. But the truth of it is, like, I'm in dream building school every day. Like, I'm working with probably the most, mot- the biggest motivational speaker on the planet, honestly, right? And that's really who he is and his character. And his story is just so real. So, like, I was telling y'all, like, um, like just being in that school, if you really listen and learn, there's no way you can't be successful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Chad and Joe from 85, they worked in the same office with me. They took those principles and applied, and now 85 South's one of the biggest... Platforms, media entities that out, out like, there. That out big uh, stuff. You know that's yeah. what y'all need to get on here too. Chad, he's super dope. Um, no, nah, definitely. We but it's make just it like, yeah, you know, like I'm, I get motivated. I get bars and games every day. So it's also like I'm gonna build my stuff up while I'm working for him, and I'm gonna continue to do it. So you know, I got the Stevens Group, and I'm Mr. Harvey's the type of person. He like, he wants you to continue to be an entrepreneur. Yep. He doesn't work. He doesn't want to work. Want anyone to work for him forever. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at Ellie. Ellie's about to be one of the biggest stylists in the world. Shout out my boy, Ellie Caramo, Ellie 30, man, you know, I'm going to be one of the biggest stylists in the world. And and Mr. Harvey knows that, but he puts people in positions to catapult in this ring. So, and I might not have any plans on leaving, but he's putting me in a position that if I had to, or do whatever, that it'll be a catapult. Right. Exactly. Um, So that's on the Steve Harvey side. And for me, it's just, I'm going to keep, keep building the Stevens group, man. Uh, Everything I do for Mr. Harvey, you know, essentially do for myself. So strategy, um, consulting, uh, we do bookings, you know, uh, brand and operation, you know, management and development, business development. I had investing on there. Like we invest in businesses, but I probably need to take that off the website cause everyone wants me to teach them how to invest <laughs> and they don't have enough money. Yeah. Um, right. d- respectfully, like, no, not even no, saying, like yeah, no, it's not even worth my time. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if y'all do, I'll just point them to the proper, the proper people, but, um, on my personal side, man, it's just the Stevens Group, you know, I was kind of telling you all, a uh, serial entrepreneur. So uh, uh, Mr. Harvey's, like, gracious enough to let me co-invest with him. So that's smart money. Why would I do that? Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. investing on, with man. a brand that I know is going to blow something up, 20,000 X. Yeah. yeah, so if I invest 10,000, I know it can be 150,000 in a year. Yes, no I'm it, right. Yep. No right. So I get to co-invest with him. And then from there, it's a, uh, you know, that's kind of, he allows us to participate you know if you create new ways to make money and things like that he'll allow you to, you know get equity percentage profit shares and things like that so he really positions anyone who's smart in our company there's no way that you can't be successful because he's, he's kind of positioning you for it's a catapult
0: yeah
1: um and then from there i just take those funds man um a serial entrepreneur uh i got this company uh site to see which is like my media back in production company so that's why i know all this stuff yeah. and underneath there we uh Started his company, Off The Leash Media. So,
3: plug it, yeah, plug yeah, it, man. plug it. Off The Leash Yeah, go ahead, plug it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yes, sir, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah.
1: Off The Leash, yeah, man, tap man. in. Um, OffTheLeashMedia.com, man. Patreon.com slash OffTheLeashMedia. Basically, Off The Leash, think of a Bleacher Report meets uh, French Bulldogs and Bullies, man. So <laughs> the bully community is a big community. I partner with uh, Justin Crawford, Cash Money uh, Millionaires on a instagram admiral club exotics uh and isaac uh sokovia um freedom frenchies uh and they're two are two of the biggest breeders um in the country they probably each do between five and ten million easily uh, a year have some of the most expensive you know dogs in the market and i just wanted to partner with them i told you like we started this august 9th uh is is doing extremely well um if you're interested in learning about breeding interested to in learn how to uh, get into it if you just love dogs, if you're a breeder, if you want to connect, find people to connect with, you know, for transactions, it's just kind of the perfect place. So, uh, doing that, um, that's taking up a lot of my time now because it's like a recent, a recent startup, right? But, you know, the goal is kind of set up to run itself, and then you know, next 90 days to be like self functioning. Um, then outside of that, man, I like consulting clients, um, getting into real estate, I'm do, gonna do some stuff with Beyond Win yep. whenever he calls yeah. me. Mm-hmm. In Cleveland.
3: Um, we, got it. We, we did something with him
1: at InvestFest for like a 30-second nah, span. he's a real one, man. Be- Beyond's out. a real one, man. Salute to him. and uh, Big time. I- I'm learning so much from him it's just about uh, real estate real in estate. Cleveland in particular. Yeah. Um, And the opportunity. So then it's like, you know, take my money and meet people like him who will tell you how to buy a house, $10,000, 30000 put another thirty into it. So now, yep. you know, it's, it's good, good enough my yeah. portfolios, man. But so,
0: yeah. I don't know, man. Where it's the world's going to text me?
1: Yeah, yeah. bro. I'm trying to Steve Harvey my stuff on up. Yeah,
0: <laughs> We learn from the leaders and I think you said a great quote with it and that could be the quote of the day where you were saying to be a great leader you got to be a great follower. You were mm-hmm. saying that but like you have to follow a great leader. Yeah, So bro. that's huge man and you you've got the blueprint where you are there and now it's like Hey, we got you here. This is the game, and it's just like it trickles down. So, who can we pass it on to next, bro? The game each, one each one, teach one. Exactly, man. real
1: each one, teach one. So no, he
3: literally. You literally said in the car, and I know we're gonna wrap up in a second. Yeah, you, know, yeah. You, you literally said in the car, man. is that you soaked up all this game from the OGs that you've been around, right? Yeah, and it's a blessing for us to even sit around and be talking to you. For man, what, first two? off, no, it ain't. Appreciate it. Sure. No, because you, you were dropping so many gems. That's man. crazy, so,
1: bro. Because I just feel like I'm. That's but well, that's the. Five part about it like and y'all gonna go talk to somebody and y'all gonna say some stuff and you're, and you're gonna be like they're like dang that's db like nah bro this is just it's, it's crazy just it's the growth
3: man yeah it's yeah. the growth it's, it's level so again bro well,
0: we'll, we'll end it with this then i guess you know getting you out of here and this is just action if there's something that you haven't discussed already that you're taking action on i think this is prominent you know to end it with what's something that you're taking action on right now
1: uh so right now i'm putting together this major golf tournament there it is. Yeah, and it's taking up a lot of time. My phone's been blowing up right now. Celebrities are really hard to work with. Yep. Um, off the leash media, man. We got the Patreon. Tune in. Uh, offtheleashmedia.com, or yeah, offtheleashmedia.com, patreon.com backslash off the leash media, um, and then just tap in, man, at Tabidi on Instagram. The Stevens group. A lot of people ask me to sell courses and stuff. I'm probably not because I ain't got the time. Man. But I do love helping people. Um, I do love talking to people. And uh, at the end of the day, man, like, this shit hard. Like, this shit going to be hard. I don't care. It might look easy, bro. Like, I, I literally got on a plane. They'll tell you it was hard putting all this together. This shit's going to be hard, but it's going to be worth it, like, if you really want it. So, like, like, if anything, bro, just look at me. Like, there is hope, bro. The hope. You know what? That hope's out there. This hope's real. Like, it's hard. You got to put in work. Everybody in here working. Like, this shit hard. It ain't going to be easy, man. And honestly, my last piece of advice, I said this at the last Invest Fest, but... Like we're not in any position right now to turn down any money that's not like disrespecting our morals, bro. Like any amount of respectable money, like why are you turning down a two hundred dollars? Cause you too good to go cut someone's grass some for two hundred? Nah, fuck it, go get pay someone twenty dollars and go get that one eighty. Like there's ways to make it happen, Ooh. but we got to think about that, right? Like yeah, we're not too good. At, like people be too good to turn down money. A lot of times people be like, how did you get to where you're going, dog? Cause I wasn't turning down nothing. Like one thing everybody in my company know about me when they call me, I'm a getter dunner. They call me to get it done, whether it's going to get some coffee, whether it's someone doesn't know. And I get pulled into so many projects that I don't know shit about because people know that my work ethic is going to get it done, bro. Like, don't be too good for nothing. Like, that's... Most people I don't passed up thought they was too good to carry this bag or whatever, but they don't know carrying that bag gonna have you in the last row of a car with three of the richest people in the world. Yeah, you know on, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, come that's on, tough. bro. Everything yeah, happens yeah, bro. for a reason. Damn, man, yeah, people yeah. be too good, dog. That's it's
0: tough. crazy. Hey, man. Well... Appreciate you having me.
1: we probably say this, you know. Hey, I appreciate y'all, man. Yeah. 30 times. Yeah. Man, this yeah. looking good.
0: Yeah. Hey,
1: yeah. off the leash, yeah. me. Off the leash, me. Hey, these, yeah. these, these actually my hoodies, these, man. Yeah. Hey, so what y'all don't know, the re- the real me, and everybody would tell you, like, I'm the one, like, all my partners be like, BD, stop trying to tell this stripper how to make her 125,000 yeah. stretch, or stop, like, I really care about small business and business people, and, like, it's really what I love. So when they gave me the hoodie, I was like, bro, where my hoodie at? Yeah. And he was like, it's in the car. I was like, no, nah, we need to put we this need, hoodie on the, the table, branding. bro. Yeah, so, I, yeah, yeah, take them clips of me first organ- organizing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, hair. that's going to be on the yeah. show. Tim had to come through and, and get us right with the hooks. And I was uh-huh. like, appreciate <laughs> it. But, man, yeah, this the real me. So buy, buy his merch, man. Please, We'll have it
0: linked in the description.
1: Again, man, appreciate you. Love also. Um, what they didn't tell y'all is they also offer video editing services, right? So a lot of y'all out here need these clips. A lot of these people need, need content, right? But a lot of people don't have the time. Video editors are the hardest people to come about. I just told this. I hire them all the time, you know, working in digital and the TV. So if y'all need video editing services, quick 15-second, 30-second, 90-second videos, man, hit them up. They're adding a new vertical to their business right now. Um, so they do photo shoots videos, sporting events, but really like really just the editing. If you have your own content, just send it to them, they'll get you right, they'll get you your video clips, your whole video, and they also offer like if you want to get your podcast uploaded and edited, um they'll do that too. And my company, Site to C does that too. So I was really just telling, saying they do all the stuff my company does because they <laughs> yeah. do it in the follow Richmond, them, in the man. rich, in the Richmond, Virginia area, in the, man. Yeah, so. we got Richmond on there. Shout lot. out, man. Yeah, yeah, shout out to the B. And, and follow dude. me and shout out to Kayla, man. Shout she out she to the, she the real have boss. All the
0: socials on there. We'll find Kayla. We'll put all yeah. that on there as well, man. This is the Just Action Podcast. Thank you for watching. See you next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs> nah, this was beautiful. I appreciate it. This was beautiful. You,